Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday to you. Gosh, it is so close to Christmas. It's almost Christmas. I'm working on Christmas Eve sermons, polishing those up. I can't wait for uh, all of that to come. Uh, excited for uh, the celebration that, uh, that awaits our church and my family and you. Uh, gosh, it's going to be a fun week. Um, my name is Tim Harris. It's 10 o'clock. It's time for Tim with Tim. We do this every day, Monday through Friday, Facebook, uh, live, YouTube, uh, live or not live, whenever you choose to join me, I'm here uh, at 10 in the morning for about 10 minutes, give or take a minute, and we go verse by verse through the Word of God. Some of you have been with me from the very beginning. You probably get tired of hearing that. Others of you could be brand new today, and if you are, and, and there's somebody new every day, I love you. Welcome. Join us. Uh, be in the Word of God with us. We're finishing up the book of Hosea tomorrow. Today we're in chapters 12 and 13, so let's talk about those. Um, it's, it gets complicated. I, I know that some of you don't care, and you don't have to care. Some of this is really the kind of thing that scholars, you know, really, you know, get up in a, in a, in a tizzy about. But, but for you and me in just reading, we just want to know enough of that sort of background information to feel like that we have a good understanding of what the Word of God is saying to us. Uh, and so, with all that being said, um, chapter 12 especially has some difficulties about it just when it comes to the Hebrew text, when it comes to scholarship and just trying to, to make the very best decisions as, as to what the poetry means. Uh, one of the difficulties is that in the Hebrew text, uh, chapter 11, verse 12, that very last verse in chapter 11 is the first verse in chapter 12. So, if you compare this to the Hebrew Bible, you've constantly got to go back, and it's you know it's it's just the numbers don't match up. Uh, the last verse in chapter eleven is the first verse in chapter twelve in the Hebrew version, but in our English versions, what I'm looking at, uh, chapter twelve picks up with verse two. <laughs> you know, in the it, it, you get the confusion, right? And so uh, ba basically, your your translators made a choice about that and just numbered your verses, and you don't know the difference. But it is important to note, I believe, that the last verse in chapter 11 is the beginning of chapter 12 because that verse, chapter 11, verse 12, it begins the whole new section, which is the final section in the book of Hosea. You understand? And so that verse really matters. You can't put that with what comes before. You need to put it with what comes after. Israel surrounds me with lies and deceit. That's the leading sentence for everything that follows in chapter 12, really chapters 12 and 13 both. Israel surrounds me with lies and deceit. Now, here's another interesting thing. Nobody understands why Judah gets mentioned uh, there in verse 12 of chapter 11, but also verse 2 of chapter 12. It's just weird because, look, Israel surrounds me with lies and deceit, but Judah still obeys God and is faithful to the Holy One. Well, that sounds like, you know, Judah... <laughs> snuck in and wrote that, you know, but Judah's a good boy, you know, really? Are they though? Because uh, just, you know, three verses later in verse two of chapter 12, now the Lord is bringing charges against Judah. What? No, what? Um, we've been reading Hosea and almost all, uh, nearly everything that Hosea says, it pertains to Israel, not Judah. And so you've got these two oddball, I'm sorry, it's a word of God, I don't mean to say oddball, but you know what I mean? That they just seem out of place, and it's really difficult to make sense of why Jose makes mention to Judah here in these two little random places, and in some sense, says the opposite thing. The first time, Judah's a good boy, man, he obeys God, and three verses later, I got charges against Judah, so... 
I, I don't know. That, that That's difficult. And and again, when it comes to things like that, I am, I'm not one of those that says, you know, there's an error in God's word or whatever. I don't do that. I just assume there's something I don't understand. And I'm just saying there's probably something I don't understand about that. But but what follows are the the, the charges. Uh, God's bringing a case against Israel. And uh, and he uses uh, really some amazing, amazing strategies here. And in chapter 12, the interesting thing is the way God sort of rehearses the history of Jacob, you know, the the patriarch, the founding father of Israel, you, you know, in order to talk about their sin and coming destruction. So uh, what is verse 1 in chapter 12? The people of Israel feed on the wind. They chase after the east wind all day long. It's one of those, uh, like in Ecclesiastes, when it says it's a chasing after the wind. Uh, it, it, it's a statement of futility. Now, uh, New Living Translation says feeds on the wind. The, the Hebrew word there is shepherd. And, and again, the word shepherd means to feed. So it all kind of makes sense. But but it's the idea of shepherding the wind, trying to, you know, like uh, trying to guide, the, trying to tell the wind where to go. You know, it's, it's, it's an exercise in futility. And, and that's the point here. They chase after the east wind all day long. In, in Mediterranean uh, countries, the, the, the east wind is coming from the desert, so it's hot and dry. So you want to avoid the east wind. So the idea that, man, they're chasing the wind, they're trying to tell the wind where to go. Not only that, they go out and stand in the east wind. It's just, a, it's, a, it's, it's an illustration of their stupidity, their, their folly, their, their, their foolishness. They pile up lies and violence. They're making an alliance with Assyria. Now, politically speaking, that's what you would say. They're making alliance, and God takes offense at their turning to Assyria and Egypt to be their savior, when he and he alone wants to be their savior. And I think that New Living Translation misses something important there, because the Hebrew word is covenant. They're making a covenant with Assyria. Um, the word covenant is important all through Hosea because remember where we started. It's the covenant of marriage, which is Hosea's, you know, guiding metaphor. You know that God's people are this unfaithful, you know, uh, lustful spouse that will not be faithful. They continue to have this spirit of harlotry that makes them lust after other gods. You know, the marriage covenant is by nature exclusive. And for that reason, you know, Gomer's unfaithfulness, you know, becomes that picture of Israel's unfaithfulness because they would not be exclusively devoted to the Lord their God. They look for other gods. And so I think here that word covenant's important. And I, I regret that the New Living Translation sort of lost that important image from Jose. They're making a covenant with Assyria. You know, so in other words, it's this idea that a covenant is supposed to be exclusive. They have a covenant with Yahweh, with God, uh, but instead they're making other covenants now with Assyria and Egypt. It's a picture of their unfaithfulness. So now, verses two through six. There, uh, it's this. It goes back and talks about the history of, of Jacob. He, of course, was the deceiver. His name means deceiver, and so that's why it says he's he's about to be punished for all his deceitful ways. You know, and then it goes back in the womb. He struggled with his brother. Then he became a man, and he struggled with God. Yet he wrestled with the angel, and he won. He wept and pleaded for a blessing, and God met him face to face, and and God blessed him. And, and now verse six. So now come back to God, act with love and justice, and always depend on Him. It's just this pleading, pleading invitation from God. Come back, you know, come back. 
You know, Jacob's always been a deceiver, but Jacob's always come back to God. Jacob wrestled, you know, wrestled to win that blessing from God. Now come back, you know, come back. But no, no, verse 7, the people are like crafty merchants selling from dishonest scales. They love to cheat. They say, I'm rich. I've made a fortune all by myself. No one has caught me. My record is spotless. Yeah, you know, that's just like all of us sinners. We think because nobody catches us that we're innocent, you know. Uh, if I don't have to, you know, answer for it, then I guess it didn't really happen, right? Or maybe if nobody catches me, then maybe it wasn't wrong, you know. So I can just drive over the speed limit. If I don't get a speeding ticket, then I didn't speed, you know. This is the kind of reasoning here. You know, hey, I've been dishonest, but I got rich that way, you know. So, you know, maybe my record is spotless, you know. No, no, that's not the way the Lord reckons sin. Verse 14 is this somber conclusion. The people of Israel have bitterly provoked the Lord. Their Lord will now sentence them to death in payment for their sins. So you have this charge and then the sentence, the, the, the pronouncement of punishment there. Uh, chapter 13 continues just this, this assertion that the, the sin brings death, you know, the Lord's anger against his people. There's just a couple of things, and, and I'll wrap up, uh, just because I think it's interesting, and I want to call attention to uh, it, these passages have this terrible, terrible word, you know, from, from a holy God, but at the same time, the poetry is actually rather breathtakingly, it's just, it's just stunning. Look at verses 7 and 8, and you'll find... I guess five similes, if you remember in grammar class, five similes when something is like something, five similes for the way God is going to come and, and, and attack. I'll attack you like a lion, like a leopard, like a bear, you know, uh, like a hungry lioness, you know, like a wild animal, you know. So notice that, just stacking up those similes. There are uh, five similes there uh, of, of, of attack. I, I just think it's really uh, sort of uh, amazing. It sort of goes back in verse 3, he started this because he says, uh, they're going to disappear like the morning mist, like dew in the morning sun, like chaff blown by the wind, like smoke from a chimney, you know? So again, the, the prophet is a poet. And again, what he's saying is this dark, devastating word of judgment against God's people. But at the same time, it's, it's so artful in its presentation and and I just find that amazing. You know, the Holy Spirit inspires scripture. And we man, we could just get it like reading a phone book, you know, just just you know, stark and dry on the page, but no, you know, the language and the beauty of it, even even as the message is uh, is completely devastating. One last thing, and I'll leave this for you if you're interested. Hosea chapter 13. Uh, verse 14 is interesting because of the way Paul uh, comes back to it in uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. What's the end? You know, oh, death, where is thy victory? Death, where is thy sting? Uh, he's playing off of Hosea chapter 13, verse 14, and also probably Isaiah 25, 8, I, I, I think. But if you're interested in sort of the history of that verse and the way Paul uses it to talk about the, the victory of resurrection, uh, just understand it. it uh, Hosea chapter 13, 14 is, is the verse that Paul is quoting, but also uh, developing to talk about resurrection. So, so, so there you go. Uh, we'll pick up here tomorrow morning and we'll finish up Hosea with Hosea chapter 14, only nine verses. So we'll wrap up tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be the wrapping up of all of 10 with 10 for a solid years. So uh, anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow. But I love you guys. Have a good Monday. Uh, I got lots of groceries to buy. I'm going to try to, like the rest of y'all, trying to buy ahead for a uh, 
for, for extra eating over Christmas. Uh, but anyway, I'm excited uh, and, uh, and blessed, and I hope you are as well. Uh, I will see you in the morning, Lord willing, 10 o'clock for 10 with Tim. I love you guys so much. Have a good Monday.